Redbourne royalty, weren't you? Sat in the corner with everyone going, all right, bye, you've had your faux fur, like, what are they called? Like, what are they called? You know, and what you had on, it's not like a scarf, it's like a Short stone. Mat. What's it called? Stole. Stole, yeah. Is it like a stole? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a bit like Got that, loads yeah. of them actually. Yeah. I've never heard that word in my life. I've heard about stole. A stole. Well, it yeah. used to be when they'd have like the fox furs, wasn't it? And it'd yeah. be like just over one yeah. shoulder and it's called a stole. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Every day's a school day. Every it's day's common a scarf day. to you, my dear. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we might be totally wrong and none might just be agreeing with me because I sound like I know no, what I'm talking about. they did used to. Oh, I've got my stole on. Oh, yeah. Well, it's it, it, what it was, you know, when you went out to a ball, evening gown and not much on the top shoulder wise yeah that's what they used to put around their shoulders before the boleros yeah. maybe now bolero it's got sleeves in it ah uh, okay so it's and that's short round yeah. but you used to put one of those on sometimes they were material sometimes mm-hmm. like velvet sometimes they were fox it just depended yeah posh you know when you see the old the, in the olden days with the ladies with the cigarette holders and the big foxes over them that's yeah. a stole so mm. she had a faux one the fo- <laughs> I, it was grey. I remember, yes, I do remember. Mary bought me that years ago. It's lovely. Mm. You did look like Fox royalty, the Redbourne royalty sat in the corner. Yeah. Oh, it was lovely though. It was a really good time. It really, really was, time. wasn't it? Amazing. On another completely different subject, was it you that told me about the programme Sex Life on Netflix? Sex Education? No, Sex Life. No, I've not seen that. Oh, oh sir. my God. What? No, I mean, Nan, it is raunchy. It is so raunchy. It's like Fifty Shades of Grey with a yeah. sprinkling of Sex in the City. Really? Yeah. Get involved, mate. I prefer zombies and stuff, to be honest, uh, than watching people do that. I feel like you would like this, but it's one of those really? where you feel a bit embarrassed watching it, even when you're on your own. Oh. You're a bit like, oh, oh, God. I can't be doing with none of that. No. <laughs> <laughs> it is really raunchy. Uh, I thought it was you that recommended it. It'd be nice to see if it still worked, but I don't think <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you I what, Nan, watch one episode of that, you'll soon find out if it still works. Got <laughs> you all hot under the colour. She was saying before showing off um, on Saturday night with your... She's got no skid marks, I mean, stretch marks, do you mean? <laughs> stretch marks. <laughs> well, you were no saying about marks. Shirley Valentine. Yeah. And that was one thing that she said, wasn't it? Yeah. Should we, should we get cracking? Yeah, let's go. So, episode eight about today we're talking about friendships aren't we mm-hmm. what's in your list nan haven't you got like a list of things you want to talk about I'm well there are things that i've got or friends that i did have but there's something i want to say at the end that oh, was all. okay <laughs> <laughs> it's not a last hurrah is it <laughs> i'd just like to thank not- my fans <laughs> Branson, yeah. yeah, you know we tagged him in the last. We put him on, put it on social media, or Kaz did, put it on social media about your last episode, and tagged Richard Branson and the Virgin, like, social media in it to say we'd like to go to Iceland. <laughs> we don't know if we're going to get anything. I think we might get more response if it was on LinkedIn though, because he tends to be on there, doesn't he? But 
Yeah, you just never know. You never know. Someone in Virgin might pick it up, might listen and go, do you know what? Let's give the old girl a, a leg up. Let's get her to Iceland. Or they could just be a lovely multimillionaire somewhere kicking about, listening. That says, going, I want to treat my own. I've got too much what? money. Let's treat... But the thing is, I mean... The, the more we talk about Iceland, the more people want to come. So everybody who's at the pub on Saturday basically wants to come to Iceland. So we might have to just hire out a hotel. <laughs> That's going to be one big minivan. I mean, it'll be a coach and another coach if we get everybody. Anyway, episode eight, let's talk about friendships. Yeah. Happy with that? Give me the book out, please. I will. Okay. I'm Amy. I'm Carrie. I'm the old lady that lives in a shoe. <laughs> <laughs> and this is, uh, Nan's got a, Nan's got a, a book, book out. Of, is this your notes from when you wanted to write an autobiography? Or memoir? Mm, when I started. This is just a telephone book. It's a beast of a book, isn't it? It's a roller deck. <laughs> it's a lovely book. Did you get very far, though, <laughs> did you? <laughs> Page one. No. I did have something here once, but I don't know where it's gone, but never mind, none oh, more no, for that. Okay, don't worry about it. So, um, we wanted to talk about friendships, because it's we've talked about your life so far, but the golden thread. The golden thread is friendships. So, who have been your closest friends over the years? Oh, Auntie June, obviously. Yeah. Um, and how long have you guys known each other? So your sister-in-laws, sisters-in-law even? Yeah. Uh, uh, we were married to the two brothers, yeah. Box Boys. Um, I've known her possibly s- since she was 16. And how old is she now? 17, 81. No. 20, wow. no, 60. Well, you might that bit, aren't we? Yeah, yeah, my, my math is normally really good. 60-odd <laughs> years, because I was married um, yeah, when I was 20. Years, okay. I, <laughs> Got that I, was, I was married <clears throat> when I was 20, so I'm mm. 85 now, and I knew Podge worked at the AC Delco, as I told you, mm. and then he, he used to come up for lunch with me at Mum's, and have his pack up and a cup mm. of tea. And he told me then that he was starting to see June and, you know, um, he thought she was going to be the one. He was so uh, enamoured by Auntie June. Mm. <clears throat> so I was coming up uh, 18, I suppose. She was about 16, 17 coming mm. up. Uh, Auntie June was the most... I, my friend Shirley, mm-hmm. um, from when I was 15 until two years ago, um, I had various friends that I worked with but have all gone or passed on. Um, so the others are Vivian. Yes. Of course. So did you, were you friends with Vivian before she started doing your hair? Or was it no, hair I, first? I, I, knew her, I knew her dad because I worked... With her dad and granddad was in the buffs with his, her dad, right. but I knew of her, um, and um, uh, she trained in Hartenden, and she had a she worked in a little shop down opposite June when it was there before mm. the she went to the other hairdressers, um, 
We've been friends and done things together. We've had weekends away. We have days out now. Mm. But one of the funniest incidents that she reminded me of, and we laugh about it all the time, um, she was on her own, but she'd got the dog, and I'd got Fergie. Fergie's a dog, not another child. No, the dog. (laughs) It was Fergus because Nan Fox wanted one of the boys, either ours or June, to be called Fergus. And neither of us wanted to call up a child Fergus. <laughs> so you called the dog Fergus. So when I got the dog from where you, where you lived in, in Cublington mm. Farm, Mum got it for me, so we called it Fergus. <laughs> we was out for a walk, Vivian and I, and we went down Flamsterberry Lane and she, she said, I've decorated the kitchen. And so I said, but she said, I don't like it. I said, We'd walking along and it was the um, rape was out, the yellow rape. Yep. And she stood there and she said, Oh my God, that's just what my kitchen's like. I'm standing in a field of rape or a pot of mustard. <laughs> I've got to change it. So we had a lovely walk round Trolley Bottom into Flampstead, stopped at the pub for lemonade. Oh. She went in, and she was in there a tidy while, and I come out and said, oh, the bloke in there started chatting to me. Oh, I said, was he? Well, we back here same time next week. <laughs> <laughs> and as we came back down Library Lane under the M1 bridge, there was a, quite a patch of water, like a little uh, dike with water in. Well, Fergie was dreadful for that water plodging. Mm-hmm. And, of course, he was always on a lead because if you let him go, he couldn't get him back. Right. And as we were walking along, all of a sudden he started to fly. The next thing, I fell down on the verge and he slides me (laughs) for about five yards along the verge and my nose was about three inches from this this water. And all she kept saying, let go of the lead, let go of the lead. And there I was, laid flat on my belly, <laughs> and my nose nearly in this dike. And she still, she just stood there, and she couldn't do nothing for laughing. Just <laughs> let go of the lead. And we even now, that's one of the funniest things that we've... Uh, but we, we still go out for a day out. Yeah. We go on a jolly <clears throat> every now and again, and as soon as the weather gets a bit better. Uh, Mary, Mary Shipley... Um, very uh, wonderful holidays mm. and times with Mary out. Vivian and Mary, we went off to uh, Brighton. Um, we had a, we had a, a weekend. There was June, Vivian, Mary, and I going to go to Brighton for the weekend. I I booked the B and B. And the day before we were going, Mary's son phoned up and said, Mum won't be able to come. She was taken in hospital. She said appendicitis. So June and Vivian and I still went. That was... But um, I had some nice holidays with Mary. Um, Pat mm-hmm. played bowls and had nice weekends and weeks away with Pat on coach holidays. Mm. Um, but lots and lots of friends... Um, and one of them, uh, Glenys. I had a lot of nice 
times with Glenys, two on the across and two in New Zealand mm. until she passed away um, two years ago um, or 18 months. Um, unfortunately, a lot of the friends I had, um, and then, of course, June and I had a very good relationship with Connie Crawley mm. and with their da- her daughters, Pam, who I saw Jane, the other day, um, and Pam, we've had some nice evenings uh, mm. together, <clears throat> and Connie was one of those, um, she originated from the Isle of Wight, and we used to go down, and she used to tell us things, she was 97. Well, I love the name Connie. And she died a few weeks, well, months ago, oh. um, well, just before Christmas, her funeral was January. And how old <coughs> but, was she? Uh, How old was she? 97. <gasps> wow. And she uh, was very good right up until just a short time. She had a fall and um, after that she didn't seem to want to be about. But she, we used to have some lovely chats, June and I, telling her about her life mm. and family. Um, lots and lots of people I've always, and Gwen, of course, mm. um, and another friend that was Gwen's friend, Lily Morton. Um, when I went to Perth in Australia, I had a day with <coughs> Tim Morton, a friend of Alf's and mm. her son. Um, I've had lots of really good friendships mm. that I feel. But, but then again, who knows what they think of me. Well, they stick about, don't they? So you can't be too bad yourself. <laughs> well, I've taken a few like Sylvia and Puddy. Midge still keeps in touch with her daughter, Joanne. They were at school, at infant school. Um, Joanne, all over the place, lives in Paris and Dubai and um, all over the place. And I still see her mum. Um, we've had some good times out lunches and things and Aileen Collins, I still see Aileen and we sometimes go for coffee. We haven't done for a while, obviously, the weather and things, but mm. once the weather gets better, we'll. I'll just say, do you want to come out? And we go out. Um, I can imagine you're a really good friend to have, though. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> um, do you think you're good fun? Oh, I don't like to enjoy myself, do I? <laughs> I never like to do anything like that. Can't abide enjoying myself. If anybody wants to, I put paid to it. <laughs> don't agree with that for a second. Yeah, I can imagine that, you know, if you're looking at friendships like what we have now, Kaz, I think um, none brings all of the qualities you would want, wouldn't you? Yeah. Kind, caring, compassionate, fun, whether you like to think it or not. Well, and also honest. Like, you are brutally honest sometimes, aren't you? <laughs> but as a friend, don't you think that's what you need? Yeah, I think. The thing is, um, you only get back what you give. You give a little, and you get a lot back. Mm. Um, and it doesn't cost anything. It's not, you know... Um, doesn't cost you anything to be pleasant. If you smile at somebody, they more often smile mm. back. Um, 
it's a recipe of a little bit of love, a little bit of comfort. Um, Sprinkling of joy. Yeah, a bit of time. <laughs> Good crack. Yeah. Um, yeah, it... It's a recipe. I love that. It's just. A I recipe. have got. A, I've got a little thing upstairs about the recipe of life. Have you? Yeah. Um, Can I go get it? I don't know where it is at the oh. moment. Um, I'll have to find it for another time. That would be so nice. Yeah. Get a picture of that. A pinch of this and a pinch of that. <laughs> mm. Yeah, it's cool. And you think that's what makes up a good friendship? I don't know. You have to ask them. What's been some of the funniest times you like you and June? Obviously, you've known each other for a really long time, and you've had kids together and had family dinners and stuff with all of you. Is there any times or memories that you could think of where you still laugh about it now? Because one of the things that always makes me laugh is when. You you talk about well, I think your ironing board broke. I've still got that ironing board, <laughs> and you got it as a wedding present from June and Pod. Yes, and you asked. You said you still got uh, the receipt. Do you reckon you can take it back? I've got. I've still got the ironing board that that they bought for oh. our wedding present. Yeah, in nineteen fifty eight, <laughs> and I've still got it, and it's like Del Boy's. What's his name's brush? <laughs> it's, it's the same frame, but it's had lots of covers. But, yeah. I used to put a. I used to keep. Well, I still got old bits of blanket, real old blanket, and I put that on the top. But it it was a wooden uh, top with a metal frame, mm. and of course the plywood had splintered a bit. But I still put covers on it, and then a cover over the top. And then when it did split, I did go down and say to Podge, mm. uh, that ironing board you bought me, have you still got the receipt? Because <laughs> it's gone. <laughs> but I still use it. Yeah, you do, yeah. I've still got the ironing board and I've still got a milk saucepan that I bought from a shop called uh, Simmons in St Albans to boil your mother's milk in. Yeah. And it only ever got used for milk and custard. And I've still got that. It's still as good as new. Like me, going back second-hand as new. <laughs> <laughs> um, we've had some lovely times. We, <clears throat> um, uh, Their wedding was good. Yeah. Where did they get married? S- uh, St Mary's Church. St Mary's. Yeah. Was it a big affair? Well, it was really, yeah, because yeah. June had got a big family. Yeah, uh, unlike me, she'd got um, um, an older brother, mm. and then she had um, Anne and Daphne, the twins, and then she had another sister and another brother. So no, there were six. There were six children all together, and uh, when they got married. Mm. Um, there was like a big family of aunts, uncles, and all sorts. And then um, Nan Fox did all the food. Did she? Yeah. Um, they because it wasn't like you would have today. Yeah. Um, but it was ham and beetroot and salad and all sorts. You all know, my favourite things and things. Um, and Nan did 
And I remember coming home in the car um, with a bowl of beetroot on me lap <laughs> that was left over, hoping no, it wouldn't spill. Oh, yeah. Um, there's so... Oh, we Like I told you, we used to have all the parties with the, yeah. the, the friends. Um, all those friends, you see, have all gone, the people we used to yeah. have parties with. Um, with your posh, with your posh horns, <laughs> prawn horns, with your yeah. posh prawn horns. Um, who threw the best? Who threw the best party around their house out of your friends? Was there anyone that was put on a really good, a good party? They were all all the same, really. You know, yeah. nobody was any. Um, just the one bloke that had the records, and he took his radiogram everywhere, <laughs> and <clears throat> the records, and we just do, you know. Mm. Mm. Had some fun. Mm. Um, yeah. Auntie June's aunt, Auntie Auntie Joan <coughs> lived up, snatch up, and Uncle Roy was a, a decorator, painter and decorator. He went up there, and when he looked, he'd put this paper on the ceiling like stars. Oh wow! Yeah, it, yeah. It didn't matter where you went; you always had fun. Yeah, and you didn't have to. I'd have a bottle of sherry for us, and that was it, mm. and a barrel of beer for the men. But you yeah. didn't have to have a load of, you know, drink and nonsense <laughs> to enjoy yourself. Right. Um, I only have to have a tonic water, and I'm away. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Straight up tonic for you then. Have you ever had a birthday party? Did you? I remember the yeah. 60th. Yeah, but like, you know, when you were younger, you know, in your 20s and 30s, and did you have one for your big 40th or anything like no, that? No, first, after having kids' parties, yeah, um, I had one here. I don't know if it was who it, which one it was for. I don't think it was your mum or up. I had this birthday party, and we had, um, I did a, a hedgehog sausages. You know, in mashed potatoes like a hedgehog. <laughs> yeah. And beans. What? What's you make the mashed potato look like a hedgehog and then you put sausages. It, sausages. In the mashed potato? No, yeah, yeah, like, you I, know. I, I've read it. It looks like a hedgehog. Oh. Yeah. But that was the last. <laughs> I've never seen such thing. Well, that's the sort of thing you didn't have all. You had jelly and sandwiches and things, but mm. um, for something different, we did this. But. Never again, because there was more potato and stuff all over the floor and the wall. So that put paid to parties. But, no, I think the first proper big party was when I was 60. Mm. That was a really good party. Mm. Yeah. Which was, and actually, the date today, is it the 10th? Yeah. 10th of March. Well, that was 24. Uh, 25 years ago today that we were June and I retired was it really <gasps> the 10th of March you retired at the same time well yeah because <clears throat> the um, the uh, Cumberland house mm. we were given four years notice right. that it was going to leave Redbourne what was Cumberland house the electricity um, you know the um, control room that controlled your electricity and we were told that it was going to close, but we've got four years. Mm. So um, 
obviously if anybody needed to leave a lot of the men were transferred to other dep you know places Wokingham was one of the uh, main places that a lot of people went to um and because we were in the kitchen they still had people coming in to meetings and so um we were all individually in the office to tell us what was what and because um it, I would have been over 60 mm. and so I had to say well does that mean I don't get pension or do I have to leave because you can't have but no at that time they decided that you could stay on women could stay until they were 63 or 65 mm. depending on what they did <clears throat> but um the canteen itself we run it down uh we had to get pack up all the china and all that sort of thing until it come to um the end that um we were made redundant mm. as it were and it was uh, and i was 60 and a half mm. so um that come to me end of actual working work mm. you enjoyed that job though didn't you that job was the best job ever and you're still friends with the boss, aren't you? Your old boss? No, Is that well, not from there? Uh, um, <clears throat> I haven't seen the boss for quite a while, but Martin mm. was the chef. Yeah. And he came to see us just after Christmas. Um, what yeah. sort of food did you do? He did everything. Um, we we do the... Um, uh, I would go in, like, in the morning... You had a trolley that went up to the offices and did the... T uh, I uh, used to go up there with bacon, sausage sandwiches, bacon sandwiches, egg. Um, June used to do that sort of thing. Martin had put all the food, like bacon and sausages in, and June would do the scrambled egg. Um, then I would do the rolls, and then they were put on trays on a trolley. You take the um, <clears throat> coffee and and tea and all that, and used to go up in the lift to the next floor up. Auntie June used to do the boss's office, the managers. Auntie June used to sort their coffee out, <clears throat> and then I'd go and do the other lads, take it round into the control room, that <clears throat> make tea and coffee up in the little kitchen up there. Um, and then come down and whatever Martin wanted me to do. Uh, June would usually have the potatoes all done. He would have already decided the date, like what menus he was going to do that week mm. and start doing whatever it was going to be. <clears throat> then there was a list at the reception of what the lads wanted. They came in if they wanted lunch and say he was going to do... Um, Say he was going to do a lasagna, that would be on the menu. And then if they wanted a salad or jacket potato, they would put that down. And then at a certain time, that would come to the kitchen. And then he'd know what he'd got, how many he'd got to do. So I often used to help do the salads, wash up, put the washing up in machines and that sort of thing. So everybody that worked there got free food. Oh, no, they had to pay. Oh, did they? Just but had it, to order it. But it wasn't um, extortionate. No. I, th I think it was... 
like a subsidised cafe. Someone like 60, <clears throat> roll, 60p for a roll or 30p or something yeah. ridiculous. And then they'd have lunch and they'd come down into the canteen. I'd set the tables. <clears throat> um, they'd come down in the canteen for their lunch. I'd take their money or June would, whichever, whatever. Um, but she was always helping Martin sort it out, the, dish the lunches out. But in the meantime, in the morning... Once he'd finished doing the main meal, he would then do cakes for the afternoon. So I'd go back in the afternoon with the trolley upstairs with cakes as well. Oh, it sounds like a dream place to work, doesn't it? It was. Yeah. June was there for about 25, six years. And there was two other ladies, Lynn and Jean and Joan, three ladies. They used to do the cleaning in the offices, but then they would come down if it was busy because... <coughs> They often had, like, a lot of the management made big firms come down. They often used to have students from trainees all over the world had come sometimes. Um, so you might be doing a, what they call a private dining room. Mm. You might have, say, half a dozen what we called bigwigs come. Mm. So the best china yeah. and, and stuff had to be put out in a dining room. There was two... Um, big dining rooms as well as the canteen one and depending sometimes he'd be cooking <coughs> for say eight ten people then he'd be doing um, a buffet as well mm. and then you do what the boys wanted in the canteen so some preparation had to be started the day before, depending. So you could be there when we went in. If it was going to be a busy day, then we'd go in earlier. So it might be upper state. June might have gone earlier with Martin. And then we might not leave till five. Mm -hmm. It depended on how long, because you always had to make sure the kitchen was clear, yeah. mm -hmm. the benches wiped down and the floor washed. Cleaned down. You were never allowed because yeah, yeah, do, do, do. health and safety yeah. could walk in at any time. I know, yeah, yeah and they'll take your hand off. And, and you didn't know when they were coming, but they could walk in. But we yeah. had got certificates, things that the yeah. hygiene. How long were you there for? I was there for about 12. 12 years. Wow. 12. Sounds like a really long time to have one job, doesn't it? But it's quite normal, I guess. For, oh, it was then. in those days. Yeah. I mean, I knew people, um, some other friends that I'd years ago, many years ago, uh, one of them's husband had started work mm. for the Hertz Advertiser when he was 14 mm. and was there for the rest of his working life. Yeah. It's amazing how it's changed, isn't it? Now, well, yeah. people are just wanting... People are in jobs for 40-odd years. People yeah. don't want to work for people so much anymore. They do, but it's always to get to the next level. But then the companies aren't open as long. Yeah. You know what I mean? Your engineering companies it's aren't always or, as long yeah, standing, are they? You know, like Vauxhall mm. for years and all the car places, yeah. But, no, it was a very good... It was very... And Martin was absolutely brilliant. He was a great... Mate, mm -hmm. he was lovely from Loughton. He used to come from Loughton every day, Essex. Wow. Um, fun working in the kitchen, though, as well, isn't it? I think it's quite fun 
working in hard you work. Could, right. Some days you had, you just got on with it. You, once you'd been there, you knew what your jobs were. So I always said I was assistant to the assistant cook. Because <laughs> <laughs> June was his assistant and I was their assistant. <laughs> um, and some they were absolutely uh, the staff... And the manager that we had at the time, who was over us, not the main manager, um, and he was a lovely man, Joe, and he, when I had to go and tell him I've got to go to see, look after your children when your mum was ill, he was absolutely brilliant. He was lovely. Um, and, um, and when Grandad passed away, mm. they were very, very good, very yeah. good. Kept my job open. Well, do you think do you think working in a kitchen as well made you an even better cook? Do you think like you? Oh no, <laughs> I couldn't cook. No, you can make a prawn horn though. One day we're going to have to have a tray of these prawn horns. I didn't. Granddad always used to say, "Cook, cook." You throw it up in the air and hope it's the pan the right way up. <laughs> <laughs> and yet, the kids survived, didn't they? They did. They did yeah. You're a good pastry chef, aren't you? You love doing things with pastry. We make a great quiche. Like, it's renowned, isn't it? Well, see, it's Martin used to make quiche. Yeah. And so I did what he did. What he did. But um, I, if if he was doing a buffet, like all the stuff he would want for the buffet, mm. um, I think we'll have scotch eggs. So June said, Moa can make them. She didn't like <laughs> fiddling about with yeah. the egg and that. So I used to do the scotch eggs yeah. the way my mum did them when she worked in a pub. Was that in the fryer? Did you do them in the yeah, fryer? Yeah, because you'd got, a, uh, yeah, in the kitchen, you've got a lovely big proper chip fryer. Yeah. That was something else when you had to clean that thing out. Yeah, that's, they are horrible. Uh, horrible they? things to clear out, clean out. I did it over at the bowls club once. don't think they used it after that. Um, but, <clears throat> no, it was, it was a great job. It was great times, and the lads were very good and they always used to buy us something at Christmas. One chap used to always give us um, a jar of the um, fruit, cherries or peaches with brandy or kirsch in. Um, And Martin used to get a brandy, not that he'd drunk, but it was there. And if there was anything going on, like, like when things weren't right with... Um, your mum or dad or granddad or whatever, things were a little bit low. Martin say, "Time for a little special," and, and he'd put <laughs> Is a that little when drop. You get your coffee specials. He'd put a brandy little drop in for us. <laughs> Is this where it came from? With you and June having your special coffees? I don't know, really. I suppose so, but um, yeah, he he was a great <laughs> lad. He's, he's a very good lad, a very good friend as well. Um, even now. But last Friday, we could have gone... A lot of the lads in the control room still asked June and I to meet up with them (laughs) once a month. They used to do it. We used to go out different places and meet up for lunch or have a day out because we were... they The firm used to give you so much money each say £25 a year or something and you could have a social side to the place and we used to meet up all sorts like uh, um, um, over at Aylesbury we used to go Cambridge 
all different pubs we might have lunch and this lad that was the treasurer of the committee um the social committee used to say oh we're going so and so and they paid so much and we'd always have a christmas meal go to um st albans um to the masons place for christmas um and then, of course, with the shutdown, we all, it all had to stop and there was less and less people coming. Um, but they kept on afterwards. They kept saying, we'll meet up, we'll meet up. Mm. And at the moment, they go down the holly bush. Mm. And it's usually, it should have been today, it's usually the second Friday. And this one particular chap that was the treasurer. And when it come to leave, retiring, all this was after retired, and he said, "We want. will you two come on the committee? So June and I was on the committee, but not that we did anything. Or, <laughs> well, what do you think we ought to do? Where do you think we ought to go? Um, and um, a chap called Dave Atherton, he phoned, he phones up and says, Mo, we're going down Hollybush. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. But... So it was a good place, and it is nice to think. And they greet you with a hug. They're all pleased, and that's what pleases Auntie June. Mm. Uh, how they still want us to to um, be with them. Yeah, of course. In their company. Oh, I love love true connection. It's one of my favourite things. And you're not going to be on your deathbed, are you? Going, I wish I had more. I wish I had a better car. Are you going to? Ooh, Think no. about the connections that you had with people and, yeah, how much you love people. Whether I've done good or bad, um, however, um, I hope I haven't done too many bad things, but... I don't think you have. Do you honestly think you've done anything bad by by people? How do you know? Uh, well, if, if if I have, they might not have um, come and been like they are. No. Is this the end yet? <laughs> Do you want it to be? Do you want it to be? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you just, can... just wondered. I've, no, I, I, I did have enough, a lovely relationship with... Um, there was only one person at Cumberland House that I um, had a problem with. Um, and uh, I found out afterwards that he wasn't either. He wasn't liked by many of his so colleagues. It wasn't just you either. It wasn't just me. I think you're a really good judge of character, though, aren't you? You can tell. Well, it was just something he said. It was just something he said to me. Do you remember uh, what it was? Uh, 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 after I'd gone back, after your mum had died, mm. it, uh, he, he and he thought he you know i don't i can't remember what it was right. but he said something and it upset me and i flared up at him mm. um and i then went down to martin and said i'll probably be called up in the office um and he asked me why and i told him he said um don't worry about that and after a little while he disappeared mm. and when he come back he said um that's finished with. He'd gone up and made a complaint on my behalf, 
and uh, then I found out afterwards, actually not very long ago, that he'd been tried to do some quite nasty things to some of the his colleagues. Oh. But um, what it was, I don't know. They didn't say. Mm. But um, so that was apart from him. I got on famously. We had one manager. Um, I mean, you always had to be respectful to the, you know, because they were busy men. But one came. He was only there for a little while, a few weeks, months, or something. And he come downstairs one day, and he got just red braces on. What? He, nothing else. Uh, yeah, he got his chest. Oh, <laughs> But he hadn't got a jacket on, oh, right. and he just got his shirt and his red braces over his shirt. Oh, I love braces. They're and great. I just went behind and pinned them. <laughs> You're not supposed to do that to your manager. I couldn't resist it. No. Oh, yeah, we had uh, Christmas dinners, but Martin would do a Christmas dinner in, ja- in July. Oh. Of summer. We had half-year Christmas meal. Oh, right. It was just something that we we did. Um, everything was it was good fun to do that, and everybody mm. liked it. At the turkey and everything else, the puddings and um, and then of course they all the um, retired people that had worked there all used to come for a Christmas meal. <laughs> so you had all that to do as well. Um, and they'd cut. Co- they'd come in the reception, come down. Oh, hello, Martin. All right, come to see you. Can we have a coffee? So there you are in between <laughs> making coffees, um, and you know, a couple of the younger chaps that started working there are still in management in the big offices all over the place. Mm. You see them in the. We get this magazine every now and again. Um, and you see um, different lads that you oh yeah you, you know but yeah uh, it's nice to think that they want our company mm. as well still as well yeah, yeah. it's yeah. yeah I think um, I think it's lovely you've got such great memories of a job because as a, an employer, like, I hope that my team feel the same. You know, I've had some team that have been with me since I've opened and it's it's lovely that you can provide that sort of environment where people want to stay. And- when I worked at Vauxhall doing roof linings for the cars, I made, you know, friends there at Vauxhall. I was always okay with the girls there and then working up the sewing machine up the street that's where I met a lot of the Redbourne girls, you see. Did you meet more friends or make more friends through work than you did through school? Like, through the kids being at school, do you think? Yeah, I suppose so. Yeah, more work. Because once you leave school... No, sorry, I meant when the kids are at school, like other mum oh, friends and other stuff. Mums. Well, a lot of the people that I know, the kids are at school altogether. Mm. I think you make great friends at, at work as well, though, don't you? Because you're together so much you know day in day out mm. you get to become really close well you did obviously well, from like different uh, working um when i went to boozy and hawks a lot of girls from mark women from markey married women from markey mm. and rebel used to be on the coach when i got on the coach and a lot of those girls used to play darts at markey in the pub they'd play darts so they'd have outings 
where they'd asked June and I to go mm. so that we'd get picked up down the high street. Well, on the back seat, there was more drink that you could see in a optics. <laughs> and by the time we'd got halfway to St Albans, we'd got a glass of drink and a raffle ticket. <laughs> <laughs> and you went to South End for the day. God, my kind of day out. Sounds awesome. And you'd have a great crack. Mm. Um, you know, we had off loads of fun, loads yeah. of fun. Um, you know, uh, going the pubs, dancing with the lads, and of course, one lad, it, it well, I was all sitting in a row, you know, at lunchtime, and these lads were all coming in and looking over. Obviously, got Auntie June, who's a cracker, <laughs> and some of the others as well. And this lad came over. Well, of course, when I'm sitting, I'm the same size as everybody else. <laughs> Nobody knows what I look like. This lad came over, and he was a bit like Midges Paul, mm. tall, slim lad, asked me to dance. Well, of course, I just took one, and that all the others were cracking up. And I stood up. <laughs> his collar stuck in my eye. <laughs> collar. And I said... Just let's, they think it's great fun. I said, just go along with the crack. And, <laughs> and, and so he, he took it all in good fun. Because you were so little. Yeah. Mm. But it, it, it was hilarious, really, because oh. I said, oh, I know this is going to be daft, but let's just go along with it. They're, they think it's great. And, and I just, the butt of a joke and got on with it. Oh. And then every now and again, you'd see them all walking around. All right, you know. Um, yeah, uh, those days were great. Um, went to, we did it to Blackpool mm. um, from a group of them for Brook Bonds when Auntie June and I went. <laughs> we never come home, it was walking down the road here <laughs> about half, four, five, Five o'clock. In the morning? <laughs> yeah, Nan Fox and I see you two coming home. <laughs> <laughs> what were you doing till half five? Oh, it was a long way, isn't it? Blackpool going and then yeah, coming home all night. Aww. Oh, yeah. Those sort of things that we've done. A great fun. Have been, that's where we've had our, mm. uh, you know. Good Do you know what? It's crazy, isn't it? When you think about it, like we were just talking about the making friends at work and how nice it is. Now the majority of people work from home. Like, they must be missing out on so much of that. Yeah, probably. I don't know. It depends, doesn't it? Because if you've if you worked together before that, then I guess it's... A bit but this is the thing. Mm. Not many people talk to each other, yeah. do they? Now, it's all on the phone. Yeah, and you see people... You communicate like even in the same house, half of them do, don't mm. they? Yeah. Um, and I think that's where a lot of people... Um, not so much your age because you do different things, but the younger generation. Yeah, everyone's. They don't know how to converse with other people. Some of yeah, them do, don't they? It's crazy how many people we interview and they can't even pick up the phone. Like they're scared to speak to people on the phone and things like that, or answer the phone. It's really bizarre. But it's a different generation. It's a different yeah, world. That's what I think is quite sad. Mm. that all those lads on Saturday and the girls, mm. you you won't get that mm. sort of camaraderie then, whatever you want to call it, in 
say, the kids' time, mm. after your generation then? Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, you never know. It might go the other way, mightn't it? People might get sick of it. And I think it will. It. I think yeah. people are going to get sick of... Like, technology's great. But when it goes wrong... But yeah, and also, I think people are going to get to a point when they... Especially after lockdown and stuff, where people really miss true, authentic connection with other humans. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's. I think it is a shame that. Um, but like, I had a power cut this morning. Did you? Only for a few minutes, and I thought, "Oh, have I got to ring you to tell you?" And then it came on, mm. and then I had a phone call to tell this area was going to have different little. But uh, this one was okay, this area. Mm. But there are parts of the village that would be out of electric. Oh, blimey. Is this the start of those cuts? I've got me candles ready. I've got me Willy Winky candle holder. <laughs> me wee Willy Winkle candle holder. You know the poem? Yeah. yeah. I've got that. That's an old metal one that was Nan Fox's. Um, I've got all that ready in case we do have. And I've got a flask because I thought I might have to do that. Um, <clears throat> so we're coming here then if there's an apocalypse. Yeah. What's on your list then anyway? What yeah, well, this is if we're at the end. We're at the end. We're, we're at the end. end. We're at the end. Right. And well, this is just um, sort of a thank you. Oh. If I were to make a solemn speech mm. in praise of you, you, anybody, any of my friends, in gratitude, in deep affection and friendship, you would turn an amazing shade of crimson for embarrassment and try to escape, probably. So I won't. Just take it as said. I no doubt deserve my enemies, but don't believe I deserve all my friends. That's lovely. That's so beautiful. Did you write that? (laughs) Most of it. (laughs) And so, that's why if you play any music, it's got to be the song, which is called What Are Friends... That's What Friends Are For. Very nice. Isn't it? That's beautiful, Nan. That song is lovely. Mm. Don't you think? Who sings it? Hmm? Who sings it? Oh, don't ask me such silly questions. (laughs) (laughs) How's it how does it go? go? Well, if I could sing it, I would, but I can't. Why? Can you hum it? I don't hum. I've had a squash. Can you whistle? I'm terrible at whistling. That's no good to man nor beast. A whistling woman. <laughs> <laughs> that's beautiful, Nan. Thank you. And I yeah. think that's a lovely tribute to all of the amazing friends that you've had and still have. Yeah. Hopefully, I will have after this.